So thank you, John, for providing our scripture reading this morning. As you can see, uh, John read from the Gospel of John. And uh, today we have the opportunity to look at some comforting words that Jesus gives about the dwelling place that we can expect in heaven, uh, in, in the presence of the Father. Uh, so we're going to be looking at this passage, and we're going to look just for a little while at what it is that John tells us through the words of Christ as he records them about uh, this shelter that we can expect in the future. And uh, I want to go ahead and just launch right into that this morning. Uh, this is the very beginning uh, of, of the thought. Well, this is actually the very end of the thought, but we're going to kind of work our way through uh, in reverse order uh, what it is that's being said here. It says, and you know the way to where I am going. These are the, the words that Jesus closes his thought to the disciples with as he's explaining to them uh, what is about to happen. Um, he tells them in no uncertain terms, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. This is, for me, a passage that speaks about home. It's a passage that, that speaks about belonging, uh, a passage that speaks about uh, uh, family. And I want to I tell you a, a little story from my own life. Uh, my freshman year of college, uh, I started school... Uh, very shortly after my father had passed away, um, just within weeks, as a matter of fact, uh, it was a difficult time for me because I, I had been preparing for transition in my life. I was preparing to go off to college, to begin studying, to uh, leave my home and leave those that I had known well up till that point and do something new. But what I wasn't prepared for was this transition in my life in which I would lose my father, and then leave my mother and my brother and, and be surrounded by a different community, one that was unfamiliar to me. It was, it was difficult. It was a tough period in my life. It, it changed who I was in many ways. Um, it, it shaped me and shaped my understanding of the world. And in a lot of ways... It changed my understanding of, of home. Now, to be fair, I went home on many occasions. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd go and I'd spend time with my, my mom and my brother and, and my extended family. I'd go home for holidays. I would go back during Christmas and spend time in the room that I had spent, you know, a number of years growing up in. Um, it, was, it was a place where I belonged. But without my father there, it didn't always feel like home in the way that I had remembered it. There was something missing. There was someone missing. And I remember at the end of my, my sophomore year, not my, not my freshman year, but the end of my sophomore, sophomore year, first semester of my sophomore year, um, I was asked to share in Cascades Chapel 
about what home meant to me. Now, this is a year and a half, more than a year and a half uh, later, uh, a year and a half later. And June Brenninger uh, had asked me if I would share about what home meant to me in our pre-Christmas break chapel. I spent a lot of time thinking about this. Uh, I, I pondered it. I molded over in my head. I, I contemplated what home meant. My mom was preparing in some ways. She was getting ready to, to sell her home. Uh, she was thinking about transitions and, and what was coming next. Uh, there was a lot of, a lot of difference in, uh, in the way that things were working out for my family. And, and so I had this in my mind already. And now I was tasked with sharing with my peers, a, a group of college students who were really, they were anxious to just get over with chapel so that they could move on to the next thing so that they could go home for break and enjoy Christmas without the weight of being a student. And so I thought long and hard, what am I going to share with people who maybe don't even want to listen right now about what home means to me? And that was when it struck me that home, home was in many ways these people. Now, I, I was looking forward to going back to being with my mom and my brother. We were going to have family over for Christmas, my, my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles. It was going to be a wonderful experience, but but home had become the people, uh, this, this uh, ragtag bunch of college students, the professors that I admired, the faculty and staff that, that genuinely sheltered me, took me under their wing in a time in my life where I was, I was struggling with the loss of my dad, but also learning who I was as, as a, a human being. And so I got up and I shared about what home meant to me, that home was not a destination, that home was not uh, a, a structure, a building with walls and a roof and, and different rooms and places for, for people to nestle into and put their possessions. Home was community. Home was, was uh, the community I had found at Cascade, but home was also my family, my mom, my brother, my extended family, my cousins. Home was people. Home is, to this day for me, people. Which is why when I packed up and moved to Texas uh, shortly after having, having our first child, it was really difficult to leave the home that I knew. Not the physical building. We, we didn't own our house in Portland. But to leave our friends who had become home. To leave our family who had become home to move away from the congregation that we'd been a part of that was home. And we found ourselves in Texas, and we, we ended up being surrounded by all these people that we didn't know particularly well. And, and it was awkward and difficult and uncomfortable. But over the years that we lived in Texas, as much as we didn't necessarily like the lay of the land, Texas itself, we loved the people that were a part of our church family. We loved the friends that we'd made. And we found our, our best, uh, best souvenir to ever come out of the state of Texas, Emma, our daughter. We found home in Texas. 
And then we moved to California. Uh, we, we uprooted because my daughter had health issues. Emma struggled with respiratory problems living in the Houston area. And so we moved to California and, and her respiratory issues improved greatly. But we, we mourned moving away from our, our home. Again, not the state of Texas. Texas could, uh, you know, be, be anywhere. It was the people that we mourned moving away from. And we kept in contact with, with many of them, but we missed them. We, we longed, in many ways, for home. And over the course of the years living in California, we, we grew to love deeply the people that we were with there. Our, our hearts became attached to the home of our church family. Uh, I became tremendously attached to my brothers who shared in youth ministry with me, uh, to those that I helped play in camp with. We, we grew to find one another to be home. And when we moved from there, there was a little bit of mourning. As much as there was enthusiasm and excitement about what came next, we mourned moving from home. And so there will always be a part of us, a, a home in California. There will always be a home in Texas. There is a home in Portland. And now for us, there is a home that is growing for us in Newburgh. And I think about the common element that binds all of these things together. And, and as I said before, it is the people. The common element is the people, and specifically the people who are a, the, a part of the body of Christ. And it's that first line on this slide, In my Father's house are many rooms. Many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Home is a place with a lot of rooms. And, and we think in this world sometimes that uh, when we move away and we leave people behind that we have lost something. And perhaps in this world, our experience is a bit of a loss. As I said, we mourned as we moved from place to place. The, the relationships and the closeness of those relationships that that we would not be able to enjoy as thoroughly as we had up to that point. But as difficult as those movements and those changes may have been, I'm reminded of this passage. In my father's house are many rooms. Many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And I think then these words are not just for me. These words are for the Andersons, a couple and their children in Texas that that were home for my family and I. I, I think of my, my co-minister Dave and his wife Alice and their sons Joseph and Jackson in California and the, the tremendous blessing that they were to us in our transition, but then also just in supporting us as, as co-workers in the faith. I, I think about my buddy Justin Garza and, and Jacob Parnell, these guys who, uh, as I was in California, embraced me and welcomed me and then also gave me the opportunity to collaborate with them in ministry. This promise, if it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you, is not just for me, it's for them. And in that house of many rooms, I will find them there. I think about my buddy Kyle 
here at Newburgh and, and the joy that we have in sharing in ministry together. I think about uh, April Hammer and Matt Hammer and their kids. I think about the Craigs. I think about the Joneses. I think about uh, Nicole, who was baptized this week. I think about all of the members of our congregation who are going to share in this house, who each have a room in this house. That is what home looks like for Christians. The community of faith that we are a part of being reunited. And right now we're at a distance and we we recognize, I think maybe some of us for the first time, just how much this community of faith means to us. You know, growing up in the church, I have to admit even now, there are days that I take our gathering together for granted. Yeah, it's going to happen. Someday, we're all going to be together. And now, now that we're not together on a regular basis, it's kind of like like I've gone off to, to college, away from the family that I love, and and I long and anticipate for, or I long for and anticipate the day that we'll be reunited. It will be back together in the same place. Uh, I think about this week. I got to see Don and Nancy for the first time in in two months at Nicole's baptism, and and my heart just welled up with enthusiasm and excitement. I I think about uh, when I run into Randy Mead at the the church building as he's mowing the lawn, and and our our schedules just happen to over overlap and collide a little bit. Um, I think about uh, seeing Heather Lubin and Lucy out in front of our house this week, uh, dropping something off and picking something up and getting to see them and the lingering conversation. A a few weeks ago, uh, we were walking through the neighborhood and and, uh, Corey Craig was up in his, his window and we stood and we talked for quite a while, not in the most comfortable position, but just to be able to communicate with my brother in Christ. It was, it was a blessing, a tremendous blessing. I think one of the good things that comes out of the experience that we are having right now with the distancing from one another is we recognize even more how important the reunification, the re-meeting with one another is going to be to us in the long run. In my father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. The unifying factor for all of these relationships that we love and value and cherish is one specific person, the one that unites us all in in common faith, the one that brings us into the house, the one that gives us the opportunity to be together in the first place, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so this morning, as we, as we think about what it means for us to uh, be one another's home, I want to remind you of who it is that has invited us into the home. Who it is that has gathered this, this bunch of, of, 
uh, different people. I was going to call us a ragtag bunch. Maybe that's true. Maybe we're a little bit more like the bad news bears than we are like a, an all-star team. Uh, but the good news is that Jesus has brought us together. And that even if we're parted in this world, even if we're apart for a, a short period of time or a long period of time, even if we, we have to be social distancing for, for a few months, even if we end up uh, having to move to other places, even if we find ourselves uh, parted for a period of time, we have to remember that Christ, who has united us all, has gone to prepare a place for us. And that we will be united there, reunited in the Father's house. And that there is room enough for all of us. For lingering conversations. For, for rejoicing over happy occasions. For uh, recognizing the, the beauty of the relationships that God has given us here, now. To reminisce about good times to celebrate with one another, that we have overcome trials and tribulations. Those are the kinds of things that happen at home. Those are the kind of things that we share that unite us and help us to be a family. And so right now, we, we face trial, we face difficulty, we face some kind of struggle. But how much sweeter will it be for us to be together again and to celebrate our victory. To come out on the other side, having supported one another through the struggle, but then getting to be together after the struggle. I think, as I said before, in many ways, this period of time, this strange period where, for the first time in my life, I haven't, haven't been in a physical building, church service time in, in months in this strange, awkward, transitional phase, I am coming to a deeper appreciation of the abiding nature of the home that Christ is building for us. The shelter he is providing for us. The shelter of one another, but also the shelter of his goodness and his grace. I'm going to go ahead and lead us in a prayer. And then in just a few moments, uh, Kyle will be leading us in our communion thoughts. So let's go to God in prayer. Our Father in heaven, you are good. You are faithful. Even as we face uh, the, the difficulties of today, we rejoice in the knowledge that whatever may come, you have promised us a home. And, and not a home uh, that causes separation or, or um, takes us away from the family that we love and long for, but Father, a home that is built for that family a house with many rooms and and at the head of the table is our father who loves us who has given us his name who has sheltered us in his goodness and his uh, beauty and power and we thank you so much for your grace and for your mercy and for your love and we pray for a day that we can be together again. And Father, we, we are grateful right now that even across distance, we are still together. And that you are still doing good things. We rejoice over Nicole coming to you 
that she has put your son on in baptism so she might have the hope of the resurrection. We thank you uh, for all of the good work that you are doing. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.